0: in God's word? Would you get a Bible, please, this morning? If you don't have one? Please go next to you, I Lord. This morning, use the Gospel of John, John chapter 16. Um, it seemed like a long time ago since we've been in the Gospel of John, and we took a pause on it for five weeks um, to focus on the vision of God's leading us as we get ready for a new season as His church. And I'm just going to quiz you remember, what are our five things? The five things God would have us be about. Believe, grow, belong, serve, and invest. I want you to memorize those, okay? Memorize those. Believe, grow, belong, serve, and invest. And here we come back to the Gospel of John. And let's just refresh a little bit of okay? what we're about and what's going on with the Gospel of John. Now, we already talked about the purpose of John's writing. John chapter 20, verse 31, verse 31, he is very explicit, he says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the, the disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by, by believing you may have life in his name. And as I speak that, And as you hear that, we should be rejoicing, frankly, a lot more than we just did. We are given this book because God has made a way for us to be set free from the power of death, the fear of death, and from the sin that causes death, and giving us life by finding life in the name of Jesus Christ. If there's something that doesn't rejoice you, I don't know what does. Isn't that worth rejoicing over? And we could probably all say yes. Yes, it is, it is worth rejoicing over. Question. Are we going to remember to say yes? That that's worth rejoicing over. When it comes Wednesday and our co-workers are cynically talking about how dumb Have joy that lasts beyond all moments, and can we have joy in all moments as believers in Jesus Christ? This text says yes. This text says the Christian's joy lasts forever. Now let's remind ourselves of where we are specifically in the Gospel of John. Jesus is down in the last few hours before his death, and he is teaching and preparing his disciples. For the reality that he is going to die. But he's
1: also telling them that he's going to rise again. And he's telling them that with them,
0: after he goes to the Father in heaven, they will receive the Holy Spirit to be with them in a way that Jesus never could be while he was on earth, fire, since resurrection. And here he is telling them that their joy is meant to last. Ever. Right now, it doesn't seem like in our lives there's much joy at all. Here's a question When does Jesus say we should find joy? I think he lays out three instances in this text. First, we should find our joy when we don't understand everything. Right at the beginning of this passage in verse 16 through, through 18, the disciples are asking all these, are covering each other with these questions because they're confused. They're trying to put pieces together. Have you ever been in a super stressful situation? The thing you're trying to do is try to figure stuff out as fast as possible so you can have some sort of control over the situation. That's where these guys are at, Captain. I have no idea what that's like. No. <laughs> Live longer than I'd say five years, <laughs> and maybe even less, depending on the crisis. Trying to put the pieces together, they're trying to come to grips with the reality that their leader, the, the one who, as the text says, they left their fishing nets to follow, they dropped their livelihoods, their, their things that identified them before, they dropped them and follow Jesus, the guy they follow. He's going to leave it. There's so much uncertainty about it. We don't know what's going what to happen in Nexus.
1: But
0: we don't ultimately know. So, how in the world can the disciples find joy? How can we find joy when we don't understand it? There are a couple ways. First, we can find joy in the freedom of we're not God. Look at what they say in verse 16, 3. A little while, and you will see me no longer. Jesus said, and again, a little while, and you will see me. So Jesus tells them in a slightly different way this time that he is going to be crucified. A little while, and I am going see We say we trust God and we believe, but the second we are given more than we can handle, we try everything we can to control the situation or interpret it, and then, at the very end of all that hard work, come to God, when we're forced to admit that we're not People are sinful nature, so he brings us to that spot to admit I need help We're image-bearing creatures. Because you'll notice, even then, they don't come. They're hesitant to ask. Jesus knows they want to. But He initiates, He gives the opportunity for us to ask.
1: And maybe many of you have experienced.
0: overwhelming you? One of the best things that you can do. Even if you're not given a clear answer one of the best things you can do to prepare this out is to pray. Seek the face of God. There's a reason the Apostle Paul says pray without ceasing. It's not just because God needs to hear the, hear the track of people all the time. No, it's, just, it's not like that. Because he knows that the relationship
1: that exists now,
0: because of Jesus, between him and us,
1: <laughs> is full
0: joy. Impromptu- thought. gehalten We are to interpret everything that goes on in our lives in light of the reality that Jesus suffered most, and that there is hope because He is risen. You have a physical illness, a chronic pain. Jesus is risen from the dead and has promised you life, whether it is. You've lost work. And now we have joy. We have been given the ultimate joy. So what kind of joy is it? It not only defines the joy of the world, it defines sorrow the believers. It also defines the durability of the believers. What does he say? I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice no one. we okay.
1: You don't have to ask me. You can ask my father.
0: You know how big of a deal that is. In our sinful state, we are separated from God, our Creator, our true Father. And Jesus comes along and reconciles us back to Father, so that we have now a communication line, access to have relationship. Where He uses a beloved Son or God. He gives us access to God the Father. And he won't say it here until after his resurrection. But he makes an important point that Mary comes to him in John chapter 20, where he says, your God, your Father, and my Father. Jesus purchases the joy of us having a relationship, an intimate relationship, our
1: heavenly
0: father has good hearts. When we ask God the Father, and that day in the last country, the USA, we ask of the Father. In his name I actually care. Pray for Yes. Not going to see God working because you're not expecting me to answer. We need to expect God to answer because He asked, and you will. but I don't see it, you're working. I, get, I got an email out of the blue. An email out of the blue from someone who I have not heard or talked with in quite a while. Who had been someone who I prayed to who prayed for me when I first came to the And they said, Hey, I'm going to pass one for you. This